Simir Hashem is Baruch, we're starting a new Avaida in this Musach uh, Abur that we have. We're starting the Pelioites. Now, the Pelioites is very interesting. Number one, it was written by Velezer Papo. Now, I have a personal relationship, just Mitzidi, personally, in terms of my own, uh, my own family background. Although, although my family came originally from Spain, and we left either, you know, I think 1391, maybe possibly before 92, my family eventually ended up in what was, later became Yugoslavia, but it was, under, it was under the Turkish Empire. It was the Baltic countries. So he was from, so he was not from Sofia, Bulgaria. He was Nifter in Sofia, Bulgaria. I believe he was from Sarajevo. Sarajevo was a very special t- community, very special town. He actually, interestingly enough, was Nifter, I believe, at the age of 44 years old. So we're talking about somebody who accomplished so much. But I'm just to say, it's... it's if you take a look, especially at that period of time, the 1700s, 1800s, there's a lot of uh, books that were published. That's when the publishing uh, industry became really, really massive to the extent, by the way, I believe, I, don't, I, I always get confused, between, whether it was a Neid Yehuda or Lechsam Soifer. It could very well be Lechsam Soifer because it sounds like Sharf, the thing that he would say, which is that he, 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 uh, he, he looks at the past before the printing press became so popular. He says, oh, such a shame. It used to be such a gavaldic thing in those days. Why? Because if something was good, if something was quality, then it was worthwhile to, to reprint it because it was reprinted usually either by hand or it was a very laborious task. But nowadays they have so, so many things being printed. It's so easy to print now. Now he says even, you can't tell that something is inherently a quali- quality that uh, it gets printed. The fact it gets printed just means somebody collected enough money to be able to print it out. Now you can say that mamish today. Right, you can say that mamish today. You know, I think there's a mice there's a once with Ram Yeshua Soloveitchik where somebody said to him once, about a particular Gadol who uh, he said, he said that the, one of the reasons why he wrote Sfarim is because he, when he gets us with the Shamayim, Abish is going to ask him, Nu, like, uh, where are your Sfarim? And he, he felt an Achrayis to put it out. I believe it was in the Tziv. He said, he says, but the problem is today, you know, the people, the, the Tziv, who would have been, if he didn't stay in learning, would have been like a shoemaker. And they're going to come, to, as a shoemaker, he's going to come to Shamayim, he's going to say, where, where's your Amikdavar? Where's your, where's the, everything you have? Oh. But, late, but he said that uh, when you get to Shemaim, Shem's going to ask me for those for him. He says, but says Rabbi Yishua that today, you know, you have people that should have been a shoemaker. And they get to Shemaim with all his farm, he's going to say, no, wear your shoes. Because <laughs> why? Not everything needs to be written. The Kutzker said, the Kutzker said that not every thought, uh, not everything should be thought, not everything thought should be said, not everything that's said should be written down. And definitely not everything that's, that has been written down should be printed. However, the wise is talked down with the Pelioites because you have a safer that was written in a period of time where there's so much farm. How do you see the natural progression, the siyata deshmai that ozoiche, to the fact that it's so well respected? It's a testament to the godless of the Mechaber himself. The dafke, it was able to filter out through all the different svarim, all these different things. It was, it was specifically appreciated by everyone. It's very, it's very rare to find that a sefer that was written in a time by, an, by a Sephardic rabbi that was accepted. You only find that by certain, certain svarim. Right, obviously the Shachan Aruch, even the Shachan Aruch. By the way, you have the Ramah, right? But even then, you have uh, what? You, what? What other svarim do we have? Shmiras Halashim with the Chavetz Chaim. It's very rare to find that it was, a sefer was niskabel bechol tefusis Israel. They have it was accepted by all camps and machlonis in the Klal Yisrael, and that's why it's a, it's a tremendous chus and a tremendous opportunity to be able to learn through the Pelioites. The way it works actually interesting. It goes through the Aleph base. It's very it's it's a, it's a very interesting format that he, the Blazer Papa decided to uh, to use, but it really it, and it's written in very very hopefully understandable Hebrew. All right, so for, it's really down to earth as well. He, he even writes, literally, we're about to see in a second, where he wrote it for the people of, uh, of his time period. 
So something that is hopefully going to be uh, relatable, and hopefully I'll have a, the Siyat HaDashmayi to make it relatable for us as well. So let's, Imr Shashem, start. Um, we have started with Ois Aleph. He's beginning with Ava L'HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a love for Hashem. Ava L'HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ein mida toiva himena. There's no other attribute or mida that a person could be that a person could accomplish. It's better than literally being in love with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Kiyadu, the Rambam says that it comes to avas atayra. It should be like avas nashim. Interestingly enough, now what does he mean? Avas doesn't mean a, in an inappropriate way. What it means is that the same way when someone is infatuated, there's a stage of infatuation, which every chasam akala mirtzashem should have, should hopefully have, is that there's a feeling of uh, that you look past uh, all not necessarily all the faults, but you you don't the faults don't bother you. You know, people are complex, people are humans, there's some things that bother you, some things that don't, but you're, you see the overall good, and therefore you don't see any of the, the, the things that hold you back. So it says the Rambam, when it comes to Avas HaTorah, which Mela obviously is a reference to Avas Hashem, the, the direct relationship that we should have is an obsession, is the fact that you're obsessed, that you don't, you don't see the negative. Your, 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 your entire essence is built up with this idea. Now let's explain why. Ki mimena nimshach kol avodas Hashem izbarach v'chol hayehidus. Because all of Avodah Hashem stems and is derived from this perspective of Avodah Hashem, the Chol HaYehidus, and all of Judaism. This is a very interesting thing, right? You don't see that yeah. Lashon Yehados, or Yehidus, but it's, uh, yeah. he uses that terminology. There's no comparison to someone who serves a Kaddish Baruch out of a sense of love versus out of a sense of fear. Ukvar Harav, Sefer Habris Hemig. Now, the Sefer Habris, interestingly enough, I had to look this up. There's Eliel Harvitz. I think he came from the city of Buchach, maybe of Lavav. It wasn't exactly clear where he came from. He wrote a very, very, very popular Sefer at the time called Sefer Habris. So you see that nowadays, I can't imagine two people know about it. Only I know about it is from the Peleoids. You see the Seat Deshmai, the Switch Swarm are popular in their times or not. So he writes. So he, wrote, he writes uh, Kabbalah, philosophy, like Mamash, beautiful stuff over there. So here, he goes to very deeply the whole concept, all the roots of Ava and Yira in a very, very clear and beautiful way. Right? Rejoices the one who, who busies himself and really puts effort into this Indian of Avas Hashem. In, 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 in celebration or, or in, directly related to the fact of the work I have before me. He's, he's writing like almost a hakdama, even though he has a hakdama. Right? Medivir Asefer, sorry, Lefana Avaybek, so I'm going to write very, just Mukutzer, Ve'echta Iksas Ha'aris La'atzim, I'm going to write even some nice, you know, just thoughts for myself. You know, by the way, they say like the, the, the Mashkiach, when he gives you a shnuz, he says, oh, I'm just talking to myself. I'm just, he's the first one. Yeah, La'atzim, I'm ready to myself. Ula Anoshim Asher Kegili, all right? And for those, and for those who are, but I think even, that's not true, I think even the, I think the, the, Ram, the Ramchal writes like this in the, in a, no, he writes this in Mishal Shasharim, no? That the, I'm only writing it for myself, not for other people? Okay, so you have to know. Fine. Or for, the, or for the people of my generation, of my age. Like I've learned, learned from that, Sefer, Sefer, Abris. And other Sefer, that I've tried to really in, 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 inculcate in my life. The love of Hashem is one of the 613 mitzvahs. And this is a constant and consistent mitzvah. That literally through a person just sitting in his room and sitting alone by himself, or it could be literally in the middle of a chavrus, and he stops for two seconds and he says, I am remembering that I have love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That through this, that through this recognition that you love Hashem, he is only literally done through just purely thought itself, 
that when a person just says to himself that, it's, that Hashem is worthy and is, and is deserving of love, he gets a tremendous mitzvah from this. And these types of mitzvahs that are just purely done by machshava, you do it right now. Hashem, I love you. I just make a mitzvah. Literally, right now. It's easy to do. Because the truth is, you know, the way humans work, you know, he, he, people have a hard time sitting for, on one thought. Thoughts come and go, right? Maybe, he's, maybe ADD goes back this far as well, right? When a person who actually, you know, if you can have the opportunity to think about Akash Baruch and the love of Hashem and to think in the positive terms, and you come and within your mind comes in negative thoughts and evil thoughts, right? That's somebody who, that clearly refers, that clearly is, is Megala and, and, and reveals upon a person that that person has, a, has something messed up with him. Because you have such an easy opportunity to think about Akash Baruch love and you think about evil and you think about this, uh, uh, terrible things. That you, <clears throat> you leave the, 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 main, the, the main waters, the source of all life, and you dig baris nishbarim, to dig broken wells. Again, something which is ridiculous. And in, order, in, in the place of bimakayim, this mitzvah, you can get schar from it. You think about things that are just worthless, things that are just bittles man, bittle Torah. Again, it's an easy opportunity right now. We can think about what has Hashem done for us. Hashem has done a tremendous things for us, to, for us to be here, for us to be sitting. Just like to stop for a second to appreciate. We all sit and we have the schlitz of learning Torah. Now, it doesn't mean anyone's rich. doesn't mean anybody's Baruch Hashem necessarily 100% so poor. We could be, you could be all those different things on that, on that, uh, on that spectrum. But to appreciate that even 200 years ago, the idea that someone, even 100 years ago, forget that, 100 years ago, that someone could literally decide that I'm going to sit and learn Torah and there's, there is a whole marechet for you. There's a whole structure and network that a person is able and capable of doing that. That is a completely unheard of in, the, in human history. Only the time of Chizkiyo HaMelech, where people had this chus and opportunity. And even then, I can't imagine, you know, poverty was, was, didn't, didn't exist. The Gemara says, poverty is always going to exist, right? Literally, to, to the reality of the fact that, that we have the opportunity to learn Torah is a completely novel idea in human history, in Jewish history, which is... Mamash, 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 you see that. That, and, so, and yet, well, you have to know. But, <laughs> see, poverty always exists. The question is, what's your relation to the poverty? That's the, I think that's the Nakula. But the idea is, is that, is that have this opportunity... <laughs> That should be more within us. Tremendous ava. You know, if someone's sitting there and worried about this and worried about that parnasa and worried about, I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm talking to myself, right? This parnasa issue and that's concern and that you know that fear that you see coming along, you know, down the bend. You know, you're looking into the future five years from now, ten years from now. Oh yeah, how am I going to deal with that? How am I going to do with this? All those concerns. Just appreciate for two seconds that we don't have to be involved in laborious work. That none of us have to be involved in 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 in, in getting our panasa in a very difficult manner that is often carried along with it. Bizayun. That was that was the nature of the default of human history. The fact that you could say, "Yeah, I want to get married," and you tell your, your you, you you write on your resume, planning on learning long term, and that a girl is willing to then take you on and not look at you like a like a bench which they, they used to be that like a, you know a bench someone who who sits and like you know. 
an underappreciated person in the period of time in the in the time of Europe. In, in, you know, in between the two, the First World War and the Second World War. To understand what that means, that we have that schus, that should absolutely be more than us. Just a general appreciation that that the, that we're not dying at the age of uh, thirty years old, which was the natural default of most people. Black lung because they were sitting in and they they were digging in in in, in, uh, in mines in, in incredibly dangerous places. I, I, to me, it, I was I had this horror on Shabbos. Like, wow! Like, it's a tremendous chus. Who has the opportunity to sit and learn for 15, 20 years at a time? It's it's unheard of. It's important and and very 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 important for a person to to get away from all negative and destructive thoughts. Right? Everybody has to be able to, to develop within themselves the ability that even if they come to negative thoughts or inappropriate thoughts, you have to find etzes and tachbulais to be able to bring yourself back. You know, for myself, let's say if I go to the bathroom, for example, I'm in the middle of Right. Well, this is my biggest Yitzhahara. Thank God. Right. My biggest Yitzhahara is that I go to the bathroom and I'm in the middle of a Gishmak and Sugya. And like, how do you go to the bathroom when you're thinking of a Sugya? Right? It's very hard. Oh, there you go. Right. 100%. 100%. So, what do you do? What's my, ta- what's my at least for myself, my personal answer is I remember back to like a positive memory that I had as a kid. And that will get my, that might get my brain off of it and I'll be able to go to the bathroom. Right. I think that's, that's, that is a marker for other people. I mean, if you have a difficult time, let's say, for example, you're worried about how you're going to make rent this month, right? Classic common issue that a lot of people have. So how, oh, what am I going to do? That mukshav doesn't help anyway. What are you going to do about it? So, so are you, are you going to actually take steps to then, like, go get a job? No, you're sitting in the basement right now. You're in the middle of a chavru, so you're in the middle of a taisus, and you're thinking about your parnasa. How does that help anybody? Bishlam, me get up and you go get a job. Okay, Bishader, maybe that, if that probably wouldn't work anyway, but let's not give that word work, right? Okay, so fine. But you're not doing that either. So what are you doing? You're ruining your Olam Haba and you're ruining Olam Haze. So yeah, a person has to figure out a, 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 a response that is built into yourself to know how you work to say, okay, Adkan, or something that gets your mind off. You know, like you're in the middle of a conversation and you don't like it with somebody else and you figure out a way how to change the conversation. There's like different eights. My eights, by the way, is, by the way, if you ever want to get out, even if you're from England, is any conversation you're in you don't like, you just say, have you ever been to London? I can't explain it. I don't know why, but apparently everybody has something to say. You, the guy, Mamish, could be from literally London, right? You could be Mamish from uh, Golders Greens in London, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so you're from Mamish Golders Greens. Yeah, Golders Greens. But like, I don't know. I, have you, do you ever dive in the, in the West Marble Arch uh, Synagogue? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's United Synagogue. I don't know. Everybody has what to say. And that gets conversations away. So a person has to build within themselves. Just to finish my point. A person has to build within themselves a tachbulais, any type of, uh, you know, any type of trick to be able to bring themselves back to a positive mindset. Because the only thing that helps is positive mindset. Nothing else helps if you're thinking negative. Thinking negative, it, it controls your attitude. And it ruins everything. So we're going to be a session. We're going to continue tomorrow.